Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Uh, now, did you ever do the drum solo, the air drum solo for In the Air Tonight, Jeff Simon? Only, only every time it's ever come on. Oh, ever. Dude, I love ever. that one. Okay. This is an actual joke with me and my wife. My wife will be like, hey, listen, I need you to, and I go, I remember. (laughs) I remember, don't worry. Worry. 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys. Welcome to 1976. Ben, how are you? The bicentennial. I know. I was about to say 200 years of America. Right there. Do you remember where you were on July 4th? Oh, I remember it really vividly. This is one of my first memories. I I, I agree. We're totally in... I I remember a lot of 1976. Ben, where were you on July 4th? Dude, I was in Brooklyn, and they had fireworks off the Brooklyn Bridge. It was amazing. Excellent. I mean, July 4th. I was at the public fountain in Gainesville, Florida. But the reason I remember it so well is the local paper took a picture of my dad taking my picture. And it was in the paper on July 5th. It was the first time I ever appeared in a newspaper. Terrific. Congratulations. Big news in Gainesville. Look at this. Hold on. Breaking news. Right. Small child. Man owns camera and has child. (laughs) I know, right? I know. We're going to chase that down. <laughs> Father pays attention to son on purpose, I believe was the name of the article. Yeah, no, for sure. They, and, and, and when you go to the inside, that's the A1. When you go to A8, it's going <laughs> yeah. to you around because it's Gainesville. <laughs> I, love uh, I was all the way out in Audubon, Iowa. We went to visit my father's mother in an RV. So wow. I spent July 4th in an RV in Audubon, Iowa. Audubon? Happy Independence Day. So, I would imagine the fireworks there was just a little bit less impressive than off the Brooklyn Bridge. Um, the highlight is Albert the Cow. Uh, Albert oh the Cow my. is a giant cow statue uh, in the center of town. Really, sure. really an impressive cow. All right. Um, <laughs> we actually, come to think of it, we do have a, a, a listener in Cedar Rapids. Oh, yeah. Um, Welcome, Cedar Rapids. Someone in Montreal has three downloads, which means they've come back. We should work on our French, for sure. For more. Très bien. (laughs) All right. Other than that, 1976, um, we've got a lot of events to get to, but but let's kick it off right away, uh, Jeff, with the – let's do the Grammy winner first. The Grammy winning song. I got a bad feeling. I'm not excited. 
Um, oh. It's it's probably. By the way, send in the clowns was an all time low. Just just wait, just wait, my friend. Um, is can it that... get lower than send in the clowns? Uh, it might. I need this help, part- Tim. I can never remember which ones. Oh, I got it. Yeah, this particular I got it. song I think is worse. I do too. This might be the worse. This is actually How is really that possible. Get ready. I... It's the Grammy winner. I write the songs by Barry Manilow. songs and so he does really he does get the whole being that's not a manilow original right that's somebody else's song he didn't even write that song is that true wrote it no i think he wrote it i'm checking it out hold on he didn't write mandy stole mandy from chopin which was his first big hit that's one of those songs like where somebody's to kill stole the uh i'm checking it out there here though you might be that's my dude he's all over it bruce johnston Wrote, I wrote the song. Right, the song. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Who's the irony? Whoa, this is a cover of the original by the Captain and Tennille. No. Oh my God. (laughs) It all comes back to it's all one big tapestry. There's obviously some kind of giant payola going on with the Grammys where like the same four guys are trading awards with one another. That's remarkable. We just keep going back in time. It's 1976 and it's still 1958. We cannot get out of the freaking 50s. It's brutal. Yeah, my, so Brutal Barry Manilow. My dad bought Barry Manilow's live record, the one where he's got the oh, spangly yeah. sequin. He played that thing, and we he owned like two records, and that was one of them. So I used to know Barry Manilow's live, like the back yes. of my hand. And I, that played on a repeat in my house from like 76 to way too long into the, like, the rest oh, of yeah. the 70s. But yeah. That's amazing. Oh, when so do how long ago do you think my brother Peter went to a Barry Manilow concert? Knowing your brother Peter, that could have been any time in the last, right up to pre-quarantine. Like that could have been this, this decade. He and, I, he and I were exchanging text messages today. That's going to be part of uh, my reveal for my three songs. Uh, I, I think he's been to a Barry Manilow concert in the last three years. That's my bold prediction. Oh, I'll check on that. Barry Manilow's still alive? <laughs> yes, Big news for me. First of all, Nasley's still alive. He, he's one of those guys that's so much work done. He looks like a yeah. wax figurine of himself. He can still ball it. He can play. He can sing. He's got, he doesn't need hip replacement surgery yet. He's kind of an extraordinary, um, yeah. extraordinary aging spectacle, actually. He's not unlike <laughs> Dick Clark. Like, he really looks good. That's all right. right. 
Let's move on into 1976. You had uh, two Olympics. Uh, where were the Summer Olympics held, Ben? Oh. Montreal. Oh, I just gave it away. I was, was going to say, Montreal, good, I had no our idea. good friend. Well, I mean, and, we boycotted 80, right? Yeah, we, we yeah. boycotted 80. So what happened? But Well, I- interesting. There were 76 was um, Nadia Comaneci and this first series of Perfect Tens. And it was Bruce Jenner won the gold in the decathlon. There was also a Winter Olympics, Jeff Simons. Where was that? Uh, um, Lake Placid is 80. Uh, Innsbruck is 1976. That is correct. That's bad. That's, and you need to free up your brain space. You do not need to have that in there. Watch Remember this, Remember your ben. children's birthdays. Watch this. Who was Franz Klammer? Franz Klammer won the gold and the downhill at Innsbruck in 19... I was about to give you that information without the name. I actually had that one queued up. Just a crazy down... I remember... What? I mean, it was nuts. He was flying by the seat of his pants. Everybody else was skiing, and Franz Klammer went down. He just, like, (laughs) came out of the gate and pointed straight downhill, made no turns, flew, like, 35 feet in the air, and beat everybody by... Like, it was... The equivalent of other sports of beating everybody else by like a minute and a half. Like he came through uh, so fast, everybody was going for second very quickly. Um, I remember that. I watched that happen. Uh, ben, the son of Sam, commits his first crime on July 29th. Was he, was he in Brooklyn or was he mostly? Long Island. He was on, he was Long, on Long Island? Island? Yeah. But I mean, it long, was a big deal. I remember that too. Like you weren't allowed outside to play at night or something like that? It was the 70s. My parents were like, whatever. I hope you don't meet him. (laughs) (laughs) Go play at that uh, adventure park in Jersey. You'll be fine. Uh, Odds are low. The movie Rocky comes out. Let's have a quote off. Who wants to go first? Hey, Cuff. Hey, Link. How's life in the bowl, huh? (laughs) All right. Good. Ben? (laughs) Uh, I mean, you just have to go with Adrian. That's an easy one. Great. Jeff? You gotta tell my sister. Some whatever. Some Polly. Something Polly yells at him. And <laughs> <laughs> anything else? Flying high now <laughs> right. with the hands up. Yep. Great. Or maybe one of one of uh, one of Adrian's Rocky when she's trying to get to the rink. She's saying it really, really quietly. Excellent. That movie is a legit masterpiece. Oh, it's it really awesome. I've watched that movie an embarrassing number of times. It's so really great. good. So great. Um, and he doesn't win. I know that's what makes it a masterpiece. Amazing! Yeah. Oh, that, that's a, he, that's it, another great quote, though. Hey, hey, I mean business too. That's when, that's when Apollo great, tells yep. his trainer to back yeah, off because yeah. he's making all the deals. I love that line. Oh, kills me. Um, yeah, Sylvester Stallone just went from studio to studio. Hey, I've got this great screenplay, but I have to star in it. <laughs> um, all right, Apple is formed and we are currently are you on an apple right now jeff yep ben me too see my corporate masters are very good to me yeah done they done good all right let's hit the number one hit oh yeah of 1976 this one's got don't worry ben this one's got serious brass this one this will blow your doors off it's the number one hit Silly Little Love Songs by Paul McCartney and Wings.
Disco, I like it. You think good people would have had enough a silly love song? Wow, really? Yeah. Okay, then. I look around me and I see it isn't so. Can we just have some love for that bass sound? That guy yeah, can play a bass, great. man. People want to fill the world with silly love songs. This is the biggest hit, huh? And what's wrong with that? I said how empty I'd it is. I'd like to know. Cause here I go And that's Wings, right? That's that Wings. Is, is that their biggest wings. hit? That's a bigger hit than Live and Let Die? Yeah, it's a, in the time period it was, yeah. yeah. It's a huge hit. Don't worry, uh, my he brother Pete. He seems to like Paul McCartney, after the Beatles, his solo uh, career was like pockmarked with his worst songs being his biggest hits. I mean, it's yeah, really... It's really yeah, you're right. Hit. Ebony and Ivory, oh. Oh, just, yeah. Just the, the, the example A of that. You're totally right. Like, if you... If you have the patience to scrape those solo records, you can find one or two pretty good songs. No, no, but dude, they're front-loaded with, front with just really sappy crap. You've no seen question. him live, right, recently? Yes, amazing. Dude, I saw him live at Bonnaroo. Amazing. And so I just went, I went, went and got the set lists, and I downloaded them. And there were a bunch of Wings songs I knew. There were a bunch of Wings songs I didn't know. It's about half Wings material, and the Wings material you play was just fucking great i mean yeah. really? oh my god these songs yeah. are great and junior's farm back, like, sounds oh, so good live. Like yeah what, what blew me away when i saw paul mccartney is uh he's it starts with a dj um oh totally there was amazing mixing mixing beatles and wings classics like scratching them for really? for about 40 minutes before he takes yeah. the stage and you first of all you know every song instantly and you realize after about 20 like oh he's not going to play any of these like the warm up scratchy track is all oh. the songs he's not going to play. Then he goes up on stage and plays 45 songs you know instantly. <laughs> it's the most amazing. It was crazy. I totally agree with that. <laughs> I was a, I was talking about, I write the songs. Like, right. that's the guy who wrote the songs. Oh, like, yeah. It's a soundtrack of human life from 1962 to, to you know, 1990. It's incredible. Yeah. So I bought a room, we got through the DJ thing. India was like, is. Is that it? What else is he going to play? I was like, don't worry. Yeah. It's, it's a really good catalog. Yeah. Like, he's got some <laughs> other songs to play. I promise. He's got a few more. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite Paul McCartney Wings song? Jet. Jet? Really? Jet. I love I'm Jet. I'm going to go off the board. I mean, Live and Let Die is actually my favorite, but I'm going to uh -huh. do um, My Heart's a Wheel, Let Me Roll It. What's that oh, called? Let Me Roll It's phenomenal. That's yeah. a great choice. I'm gonna stick uh, with Jet though. I just love that song. Can you play a few bars to let me roll it? Oh yeah, it's got one of the great sloppy guitar riffs of all time in it. Which is why I love it. I'm a sloppy guitarist. Oh yeah. Uh, hold on. Apparently, I have a lot of songs that start with "Let Me." Uh, <laughs> here we go.
that's that's a great one. All right, I will check that out. I don't know that one at all. That's the one record. Band on the Run is the one like yeah, McCartney's solo album you can listen to all the way through without getting too upset. But it's probably the only one. All right, let's uh, play. Can Ben guess the artist? Our newest segment here on the Fifty Years oh, of Music it. Pod. Um, do you have them in order, Jeff? The order that you gave me, yes. Awesome. Take it away, Jeff. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Do we have, are we going to get Helen's awesome voice doing like, Ben guesses the artist? No. No, uh, it's too just... bad. I would love that if we did. All right, here we go. Oh, that, no, I'm not guessing this. Stop it. Yeah, I just wanted you to hear that opening. That's brutal. I don't know. Tiny Tim. That's <laughs> Jeff, do you know these guys? No, I never heard that song in my life. Stop it. No, you I never, never heard have. that song in your life? Never heard that song in my life. That must have been a regional hit. Because I, that, you asked me to download that, and I listened to the first 10 <laughs> seconds, and like I had Ben face. I was horrified. So my older sister, I mean, there's a, there's a running thread. There's my older brother and his introduction of music. Uh, and then my older sister, who is like listening to Patches and stuff like that. Gotcha. Uh, I do that love was, that song. <laughs> that Patches was, is a great song, man. That was a Firefall. You are the woman. What was their other big hit? They had another big hit. Firefall, I, got, I thought. I oh, you are okay. the man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Track next, number two. Go. No, um, there's more? There's two more. This one you'll like, and you'll get this one. Is she really going out with him? I really like that. And Jeff, that's in your wheelhouse though, man. That's the early punk stuff that you know backwards and forwards. Yeah, it's The Damned. That's New Rose by The Damned. Oh, I actually love The Damned. Yeah, that is the first punk record released in England. It beats beats the Sex Pistols and The Clash to Marketplace. The Damned's New Rose is the first punk single, 76. All right, well, you're ruining the impossible question for me. Oh, I'm sorry. 
Which was, what is the first punk single? No, but if that is the first punk single, can you make an argument that something or someone was punk before 1976? Yes, I can. I'll do it right now, if you don't mind. Can we just skip skip back? Sure. Because I would argue that the first really genuine punk record is probably this one. That's Iggy Pop and the Stooges. Oh, okay. So hold on. I would go even 1970. Oh, is it? What year's the MC5? Oh, uh, see, that's the other one you could argue about. And that's, that's the 19... one I would choose. Same neighborhood, right? Like, same, both Detroit, both friends of each other. Yeah. Oh. Both recording in the same studio. But this is, this is three months earlier. Um, and you might be right. Take out the dance, motherfucker! <laughs> okay. That sounds like punk to me. That sounds so good. I wow. It really is. I, listen really to that I, I can listen to that a hundred times in a row. It's You're so making good. me super happy. That's MC5? The MC5, yeah. 1969. Never heard of them. That's amazing. All right. Meanwhile. I, I think they toured with Firefall and Barry Manilow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. That's what I was going to say. Meanwhile, I'm listening to Patches. They screamed to the songs more than they wrote them. All right. Third song for Ben. Here we go. Yeah. Ben Ben guesses the artist number three. Can you name the band? Aren't they called Afternoon Delight? I mean, what no. else are they called? They really should be. They're called the Starland Vocal Band. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I got you that. Should... I actually I did know that one. That's great. Yeah. You should YouTube them. That's a fascinating experience watching the yeah, it's like It's like if the Partridge there. family were yeah. raised by a cult. That's a Starland <laughs> Vocal Band. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like if you take Tara Westover's uh, Educated and mash it up with the Partridge family, you'd get the Starland Vocal Band, I think. All right. Uh, ben, invitation to cynicism. I mean, we're in the punk mood now. All the President's Men came out in 1976. Yeah. Are we ever going to have journalism like the journalism scene in All the President's Men? What's the... Um... What's the one about the, the priests in, in Boston? That was a Oh, Spotlight. Movie. Spotlight. Yeah. Or as, or as Michael Keaton it. said to that movie, Sportlight. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. That was you trying to do a Michael Keaton trying to do a Boston accent. That was awesome. I'm still pretty good, though, compared to his. 
he, he, he overdoes it. Honestly, journalists are like police. Like the, the movies are going to be good to journalists forever. There's going to be a new journalism movie in another couple of years. Like that, that's not going anywhere. Okay. Well, I'm waiting. Let's that's my it. cynicism. My cynicism is that journalists <laughs> are on the list of things that people like, and they're just going to be praised. Did you see uh, like Bomb the stupid Sh- movie Venom? The stupid movie Venom. The oh, main character is a journalist. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it. Did you see uh, Bombshell? No. Oh no, I did. I did. That was great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. Wait, 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 wait. I retract my note. R three songs. That was great. All right, let's move on to R three songs for nineteen seventy six. Who would like to go first this week? I went first last week, Jeff. Do it. Okay, right. so I'm trying real hard to stick to uh one song per artist. Yeah, you should do Stevie Wonder already. I did Stevie Wonder already, and uh, I'm not going to do him again. And but and my favorite song of the year is by a guy who's coming up again later. So I'm going to go to the number two, but I'm not going to say what my number one is because I'm guessing it might be one of y'all's. Now, but- can we just explain to the audience that the parameters we put on this, that you were allowed to pick an artist more than once, but I no was. more than twice. And you, Which I bent. You'll see later. I bent that big time. Okay. Meanwhile, oh. um, Jeff's trying to go puritanical on us. Yeah, his own it. parameters. You know what? The hell with it. I'm gonna. I'm going with it because this is my favorite song by '76, and it's not even close. Okay. Um, and you will know it. I assume from the first second. Cool. American Girl by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. <laughs> Best bass solo ever, right here. So, that was 76? I thought that was 79. Yeah, that's the first record, man. It's the last wow. song on the first record. And we've name-dropped that song. Yeah, yeah. So when Tom Petty died, I really felt it. I still kind of feel it. Um, Tom Petty and I were born in the same hospital, and oh. uh, he's about 15 years older than me, and uh, I really felt like he was writing records that were warning me about what was coming. Like when I was in high school, he was warning me what, what it was going to be like to be in my 20s. And when I got to my 20s, he was like, this was going to feel like when you get married and have kids. And when I was yeah. married and had kids, he's like, this is what it's going to feel like when that, when that splits up and you have to start all over again. And it kills me that he's not alive to write songs about what it's going to be like to grow old because I'm not yeah. sure how to feel about it without him telling me. Huh. And uh, in addition to him just being that guy, like everyone's got an artist that stays with them their whole lives. Petty turns out to be that guy for me. Like he made listenable music for 35 straight years and I was listening the whole time. Mm. In addition, um, he's, I, I was making the argument when he died that he's the greatest first line songwriter ever. 
And if you just think of how many of his songs, the first line is such an unbelievable, like she was an American girl raised on promises is such a terrific <laughs> summary of not yeah. only the way we want to think about America, but what America does and does not deliver when we think about it that way. That's I, I pretty my, amazing my, first line. I have my students write an essay, you know, just on that line. Is that right? It says so much. I should yeah. start doing that. And I love how it sounds. The production is amazing. It's so well organized. Um, it has that spectacular guitar. So it's also like, next time you listen to it, you will not believe how short the song is. I mean, uh, it is how verse, chorus, verse, done. It doesn't really? come back to the, it doesn't come back to the chorus. Oh yeah, all right, take it easy, baby, twice. It doesn't do it a third time. Huh. It's just uh, the last 90 seconds is an epic guitar solo and that weird little bridge. It, I just, it's just wonderful. And uh, I, I can't was going to try you... to make a case for it. I mean, there's other songs from 76 that I just love. How and there are other songs that? that are m music nerdier, but uh -huh. American Girl is one of those examples of a song that 300 million people know how to sing, and there's a really good reason. Wait, why Why weren't you going to pick it? Because you've got Tom Petty coming I got coming another later? Tom. I mean, I've tipped my hand. I got another okay. Petty coming later. All right. That is a strong contender for Song of the Year. Ben Barton, what do you have? Life is hard, but finding a really great podcast makes the days go by so much easier. Hi, my name is Blue Tulusma. I'm a writer, an emotional intelligence coach, and the host of Humanize with Blue Tulusma, a podcast where we believe that when you humanize everyone in the room, a great conversation is almost guaranteed. Join us every week here on Electricast as me and my guest co-hosts unpack big topics and interview even bigger personalities with a sense of humor and a dash of mischief. If you're looking for a new best friend in your head, we've got you covered. Electric acid. All right, so just to clarify, the original plan and on my <laughs> list is Idiot Win Live on Hard Rain. That That's was right. Okay. I talked about that last week. I undercut so that last exception. week. That would be my actual selection. All but right. under the circumstances, so uh -huh. um, <laughs> I'm going to go way off the board. Oh, uh, nice. So first, I'm very upset. There's three different 50-year-old white guys. And as far as I can tell, no one else is going to choose a Led Zeppelin song. Is that the ah, situation? That is the situation. Ooh. Like we're past the Led Zeppelin heyday and there's this, this crickets chirping. What's so I'm came, very disturbed. So, I, Led, Zeppelin Led Zeppelin came in second for me in 1969. I went with I Want You Back, but what is and what should never be was, set, was silver medal. All so right, but that doesn't count at all. So now you're going to have to hear another Led Zeppelin song and we're going to okay. do Presents. And I know which one. You don't the have to tell weirdest, me. The weirdest. I don't know. There's actually two. So let's see if you get the right one. Okay. There's the weirdest Led Zeppelin record. It's recorded in 18 days. Huh. They have to get in and out of the studio because the Rolling Stones are coming in to record Black and Blue. Which, oh by gosh. the way, Rolling Stones' record of the year is Rolling Stones Black and Blue for this. Oh. Can you believe it? And no, by the way, I can't. I'm a huge Stones fan. I know. You're not Memory picking Motel is a great song, but that record sucks oh like, really it's okay. a disaster oh wow oh yeah, yeah. there's like yeah. it's one of those ones where it's like uh there's multiple records afterwards in their career that are way better like i like yeah. the wheels better than black and blue yeah black and blue is is all right spotty. so they're in there for 18 okay. days plant has gotten in a car accident and is in a wheelchair <laughs> and they go in page records it does it all himself and it's a pure guitar record 
Like there's no keyboards. Like if you listen, you go backwards to Houses of the Holy and Physical Graffiti, they're so, so, so layered, those songs. Uh -huh. These are just completely stripped down, right down to the bone. And uh, I said that Led Zeppelin is the most mined rock act. And there's a whole bunch of rock acts that steal from this record. This is the proto Red Hot Chili Peppers record. This is the proto rock funk crossover record. Jeff, if you will, Hot's On For Nowhere. on For Nowhere, I knew it. <laughs> Hot's On For Nowhere by Led Zeppelin. <laughs> oh! It drops out, it comes back. The guitar part in that song, first of all, I'm a huge Page guy, but the guitar part in that song may be among my favorites. Like, it's so beautiful and intricate and funky. And also, like, uh, they were really experimental. They were weirdly experimental. There's no reason whatsoever why they would put out this record after Physical Graffiti. You know what I mean? Like, you could keep putting out Physical Graffiti into 1996, right. and it would every, sell a jillion copies. Everyone right. would love it. Um, but he's just continuously stretching himself. Although, I, I shouldn't say continuously. He actually stopped stretching himself after <laughs> this record. This is the last <laughs> record where he really, really, really stretches it out. And so that's part of the reason why I love it. Um, so the reason I knew it was Hot Sound <laughs> so for cool. Nowhere is I have to out myself like I when I arrived at college, I was very anti Led Zeppelin. I okay. had been saturated like the dudes who loved Led Zeppelin in high school were like rednecky yeah. guys in yeah. Maryland and they just That's like, right, Ben Martin. Yeah. I like those guys. They were, they Where were, are they? They were the guys who misspelled Led Zeppelin when they carved it into the desk. I can't tell you how many like D E P L I Ns and like I mean just like um, so I got to college with a big chip on my shoulder, like these guys are dinosaurs. I'm a punk rock guy, and Ben Barton got me to rethink Led Zeppelin, and he did it by lending me a copy of Presence and telling me to start with Hot Song for Nowhere. Nice. Put that song on, and I was like, "What? I mean, where the hell is this been?" And then, then like three months after that conversation. That first big Led Zeppelin box set came out, the one that the first CD remastered, yeah, four CD, and they Page did an unbelievable job transferring the music from analog to digital. I bought that. I think I was given that for free to review for the Haverford newspaper by the local CD store, and I brought that home. I put that on. I was like, I had never. I was like, I'd never heard it before, and that's that was my when I I figured it out. That's when I started to look. That's so cool. What? I, you know, so we've got to make a Spotify playlist for each podcast, right? So people could just go and, and hear the full song. Because I know my nephew's listening, and he's making a list of all these great songs. Do I include uh, Firefall? <laughs> Don't punish your nephew. He seems like a nice guy. 
I've never met your nephew, but I'm guessing that he doesn't deserve to listen. Okay. So I might like bring in the wings song, but I'm not yeah. going to bring in the, the I think we, yeah, I think you will trust. I mean, maybe we shouldn't trust your judgment, but I'm going to trust your judgment that you know, which, which tunes to excise to make it listenable. Yeah. All right. So fascinating. Uh, you guys, I love playing this game with you. You come so close every single podcast. Um, but unfortunately I have the best song of 1976, unfortunately for you two. Um, before we get to it, did anyone look at Desire? Any songs on Desire? From Dylan? Yeah. No, I didn't because it's um, part of the problem. It's so sloppily recorded. You can actually hear like dropped mics and, and oh, really? oh, they recorded it so fast. Like there's a, there's a beat slip in the middle of Hurricane. Once you hear it, I won't point it out to you guys because once you hear it, you'll never hear the song again. But it's like the whole band falls down a flight of stairs in the middle of that track. Um, and a lot of the songs are, are, uh, Better live, way better live. Okay. So yeah, I'm with Ben. I go for the live versions of most of those Desire songs. But well, ISIS, I love. I love ISIS. Is a ISIS, ISIS is one of the best oh, songs yeah, you ever some wrote. Great songs. I mean, and, and like uh, Hurricanes is a great one. Oh Sister is great. Oh Sister is yeah. great. Black Diamond Bay is underrated. That's a great one, even though uh -huh. we never played it live. So, so there's that, Jeff. I I, I emailed you a song uh, that makes me happy but I've changed my mind. That's you not have? the best song. I've Can I play mind. a little bit of the second place song? Can I just sweat? Ben, put your drink down. It's actually, it's actually the third place song now. I have a prepared joke for this song. Okay. Which is that I assume you heard this in your aerobics class. Oh, no. I just have this image of Ben, of Tim and leg warmers and like the, whole, the whole thing with Jane Fonda screaming at him. So okay. I, was, I was vacillating and I, I heard Ben's daughter's voice saying, that guy's got to live his truth. But then I went on YouTube and watched uh, American Bandstand and I recognized myself in many of the uh, <laughs> awkward young white dancers trying to find <laughs> where the rhythm of the song was. That's a hard one to dance to. Yeah. So I got rid of that. Um, and I went with, with my old friend, Boz Skaggs. And I started thinking about Boz. And this was the text exchange I had with my brother, Peter. Now, I should note that Peter was a teenager in the 70s. I was not. He's got a good nine years on me. Uh, I looked to him for wisdom. He introduced me to Chicago, to the Kinks. Uh, sniffing the tears, um, and boss Skaggs. <laughs> sniffing the tears. Sniff and the tears. You don't know them. I do not. That must be a regional. Uh, those must have been friends of your brothers. Yeah, no, and he slipped sure. in there. There, I, I think. Well, based on your last selection, <laughs> it's just you smelling the tears of your own selections. I think. I think they're British. Look up Sniff and the Tears, Jeff. No, no, don't look them up. Just move on. Let's hear some Boskags. Well, I said to Pete, I'm like, what do you think is the best song of 1976? Go. And he texts back, Silly Little Love Songs by Paul McCartney, hands ah. down. And I was like, well, I considered that, but I'm thinking about going with uh, Lido. And he's like, I love Boz, but you're out of your mind. 
that's not even Boz's best song. Silly Little Love Songs is a brilliant smash hit, intelligent retort to John Lennon and others critical of Paul. Then I, I can't even tell you how long the text goes on telling me why I'm so wrong for my boss Skaggs bit. So now I feel like I'm picking boss Skaggs just to stick it to my brother who wants me to go with silly little love songs, which I don't really like that much. Um, so the dark horse coming in late. Do you have, I know I said I wasn't going to do any Hall and Oates. Oh! But <laughs> it's right there for me. Low-hanging fruit, Rich Girl, best song of 1976. Rich Girl by Hall and Oates. You're a rich girl and you're gone too far Cause you know it don't matter anyway You can rely on the old man's money You can rely on the old man's money It's a bitch girl, but it's gone too far Cause you know it don't matter anyway Say money, money won't get you too far, get you too far Um, can I share my boss gag story? No, because here's the other reason. I knew that you were going to start doing Kermit the Frog, Boss Gags, Lido Shuffle. And oh, I, I actually like, really like Lido Shuffle. And I really like the song Lowdown from that same year. That, yeah. I wonder, wonder, wonder. But um, I was, uh, I have a friend who plays like coffee shops and does covers, you know, like acoustic guitar uh-huh. in the corner. You, you, we all have that friend. But um, this friend of mine was doing that once and he, was, he did Lido Shuffle. And uh, a guy came up to his tip jar and said, hey, I'm Boz's lawyer. And he says, thanks. And he reached in and took all the money. Stop. Put it in his pocket and walked out. Stop. Yeah. Boz uh, Boz is local. He owned Slims until he shut it down a couple months ago. And uh, everyone in town has a Boz gag story. I should probably stop talking if I ever want to work again in the Bay Area. Well, especially with a lawyer like that running around. And don't mess. Don't mess with Boz. Um, um, well, Rich but, Girl is probably the shortest of all the choices so far, <laughs> two minutes and 20 seconds. How long is uh, American Girl? 3.30. Oh. But I mean, I, I mean, Rich Girl is, is short. I mean, two minutes and 20. It's shorter than Science Sale Delivered. It's shorter than I Want You Back. It's a, it's a really short song. Oh, I think Roll Em Easy was shorter. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, that, like, if you're going to choose a Hall & Oates song, that's, that, the, that's the one. one. That's the one. Uh, Las Vegas turnaround won't get it done. Uh, and I do think Daryl Hall has a remarkable voice. The yeah, guy he's a can, great songwriter, too. It's just not for say, me. But, I mean, I get it. It's just have, not for me. Have you looked at – so he's got a series of video podcasts. Have you found these yet? Where we know. Okay. <laughs> They're actually – Excellent. He gets all sorts of different singers to come over to his garage. It's called Hall's house. house. Yeah. 
you know, Train has done it. My friend uh, Jerry is the music director in Train, and they did one, and they hit it off so well that Train and Hall and Oates did a seventy-date tour together, and like did, they? did a combined encore where they played each other's stuff. Like, wait, they're Hall's- touring against Hall and Oates. Yeah, Train and Holland Oates toured and like the yeah, but they dragged the Oates guy out. He didn't he kept him around? <laughs> oh yeah. Oates is apparently the sweetest guy in in rock and roll. Like Jerry, I shouldn't tell his stories in my podcast, but he has three or four John Oates stories that are just adorable. Sounds like a great guy. Nice guy. Yeah. Oh, that makes me feel good. Last time I last time I was vacillating, I went with a wife beater. So I feel better. Definitely not. And and Tim, my daughters really like that song, and they're mad at me for not liking it. So you're in good stead again. What, these days? No, no, no. The Rich rich Girl. girl. Oh, great. Great. That's a song that's that's weirdly moved into the Beatle area, where it's like kids who are 17 and 19 know that song. Yeah, the brand is so funny. Yeah. The Branson Rock Band covered it two years ago. They all love it. It's amazing. Yeah, and Um, a really dear friend of mine who's like a brilliant woman and is an English professor here at UT, that's her favorite song. And she just ripped me a new one when I told her I didn't like Hall and She just ate me. Good. Good for uh, her. By the way, I will, I will ride or die for um, You Make My Dreams and I Can't Go For That, No Can Do. Both those yeah, songs good kick luck ass. With that. No, those songs kick ass. No, the second one? Oh, dude. Baseline. No can do? Come on. This one? Did you not roller skate to this song in your middle school childhood? <laughs> That's not, that that's great. freaking drum sound, I hate oh, that I know. song. I, oh, I really hate Hall and Oates. Like, you know what it is? you're reminding me. It's bringing me <laughs> back why I didn't like Rich Girl. I hate them. That song is if In the Air Tonight tried to be a disco song. That I can't go for that. <laughs> same drum sound, same horrible faraway keyboard. It's like Genesis disco. I, I No wonder you hate it. Uh, no, did you ever do the drum solo, the air drum solo for In the Air Tonight, Jeff Simon? Only, only every time it's ever come on. Oh, ever. dude, I love ever. that one. Okay. This is an actual joke with me and my wife. My wife will be like, hey, listen, I need you to, and I go, I remember. I remember, don't worry. Worry. I am totally, totally pulling that out. All right, gentlemen, it's been great. Thanks so much for listening to 50 Years of Music. Check us out on Twitter and give us some advice. Electric Acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.
Trickcast.